JM in the AM as we continue from our friends at Curran Publishers in Jerusalem. I do remind you that we are on the road all week in the holy city of Jerusalem and the state of Israel. NSN on the road in Israel is sponsored by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. Uh, today we're at Curran Publishers. Tomorrow we visit Azer Mitzion. We'll be in Petach Tikva tomorrow live with that with that uh, show. American Committee of Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem has invited us, us has invited us to Shari Tzedek Medical Center this coming Wednesday. Uh, you'll hear that show on Wednesday. And our Thursday JM the AM from the Inbal is going to be with our friends from the Jerusalem College of Technology and the Medical School for International Health at Ben Gurion University. Both institutions are going to be part of that amazing uh, Thursday coming up this week. So we are on the road in Israel all through the week. Again, sponsored by Aaron's Casino Farms. And uh, I thank all of you for participating with us and listening in to JM in the AM. Tani Bayer is here, art director for Cohen Publishers, a native of Teaneck, New Jersey, familiar with JM in the AM from a long, long time ago. Uh, made Aliyah as a teen and has lived in Israel for a long time. And thank God is uh, also part of this amazing team at Corin, the art director at Corin Publishers. Tani, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nachum. Great to be here. We keep talking about the the layout, the design, the artwork, the photos, the uh, you know the different graphics that are used, and. We're wondering who some of these people are that could take credit for this, so it's nice to see you in this context. It's nice to take some credit, but partial. <laughs> the team must be vast and really talented. We have amazing people here. We have Israelis. We have Anglos. It's important to target different cultures because we do publish Hebrew and English, and it's interesting that... The aesthetic in Israel is definitely different than that in the U.S., and you have to keep that in mind when you're So designing. if you're targeting an English-speaking audience, the design might be different than if you're targeting a definitely. Hebrew Definitely. Definitely. It's something to keep in mind. I don't know if you notice what's out there in all the bookstores, but I take a look at what goes on here in Israel, what's going on in Europe. There's definitely a different aesthetic. You have to keep it in mind. Uh, is there any way you can give us a specific example? Because now I'm so curious. Oh. <laughs> what, what, what would be a good indication of of a project that was done a certain way? Even if you don't give us the details of what way it was done, but is there one you remember where you said, "Okay, this is you know an American audience or an English speaking audience is going to react a certain way compared to an Israeli one?" I'm trying to think of something offhand. Um, and you're speaking of individual pages or the entire no, design? The cover design. Cover design, specifically. That's, that's my focus, primarily. You want to make that cover, cover appealing. I want the cover to grab somebody. And a cover to a Hebrew-speaking public could be much different than a cover for an English-speaking public. It's definitely... I mean, you know what how culturally things yeah, are. You know, and, and it definitely translates into the into how book covers are designed and thought about. And in Europe and in Israel, I think there's a quieter aesthetic. In America, there's a lot more shouting. They want it louder. Yes, I think you have to grab people's <laughs> attention on the shelf. There's so much out there. I so love it. I think that definitely plays in. I love it. All right, what do, you, what do we have in front of us here? Well, there's an amazing book coming out shortly before Pesach called Charosa. It was written by a food historian named Susan Weingarten, and she goes into the history and the cultural influences of uh, Haroset, amazing. It has an insert of um, full-color pictures of all kinds of manuscripts that show how Haroset um, varied in the different cultures, and, and it's fascinating. Just when you thought that you couldn't write a book about Haroset, <laughs> Susan go. Weingarten has found a way to write a book about Haroset. Exactly. Um, what was interesting about this project, because that's what I'm focusing on, right. um, is one of our amazing designers here um, worked on the cover. And as you can see, well... 
as I'm showing is you. Is this the winner? This is the winner. There's the camera right there. This is the this is this is what we're going to see before Pesach right. in the United States. This is an advanced copy, right. but this is what it's going to look like. And we went through a bunch of different versions. Um, it's always a balance between what the author feels and how they react to the cover, how our marketing team feels, and we want it to look pretty, but we also want it to reflect what's going on inside the book. You don't want a book cover that doesn't. Um, reflect what's going on. Inside. Right. So when they say don't judge a book by a cover, by its cover, the reality is people do. They do, and should they do? Because I wouldn't have a job otherwise. <laughs> and that's why that phrase exists because exactly. people do. Um, and and some of the other cover designs for this book are in this pile or not? Yes, I have a few. So these are the ones that got left in the cutting room floor. Yes, these exactly. will not be used. Here I can show you some because examples. some. And again, I, I feel terrible saying this, but some might suggest that some of these are more exciting than the one you're using. You know what? Um, it's so subjective what yeah. works, and a lot of times we balance between what the author feels about their book. And as you know, um, for every author, this is their baby. Right. They've been working, whether it's a lifetime or whatever it is, to invest they be in this book. With and it. we want to respect that. We want to make sure they're comfortable with the cover, that it works from a marketing perspective. But that's always a dance, and um, we always try to get to the best possible solution for everybody. Right. Um, you know what's interesting about it? There are a lot of current publications, and of course this moment I don't have any in front of me that fit this fit this description, but the scholarly works, let's say, take some of the Magid scholarly right. works, halachic works, very often it'll only be the author's name and a title on the, on, the, on the cover. Yet, if one pays careful attention to the colors that are used and maybe even certain designs that are used that people don't even realize are on that cover, uh, I mean, this is a good example right here. A lot of thought um, goes into it, and sometimes we go for a simpler um, appearance for a reason. We don't want it to shout too much. We want it to be taken seriously and focus more on the content. But I want it to look pretty, and I want it to grab people's attention nonetheless. And um, and when and and when a cover is too loud or includes too many pictures or is too busy. That automatically would give one an impression that may not be as scholarly or academic a work as one, you know. What do you think? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to process this. <laughs> yeah. I've looked at a million covers in my yes. life. I never thought about it until I met you. Right. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? Right, going into the bookstore is going to be totally different. Exactly. You know, like now. I'm trying to think, what is the publisher trying to tell me through this cover? I think that's And when, in fact, it is a serious book. It's going to it's gonna give that impression Almost of seriousness. Almost subliminally. Right, exactly. Right. I don't think you're even aware sometimes that you're going to take something not more seriously, but you're going to assume that the content is more serious, whether it's the MST and the different um, halachic publications that we do versus something that's a little bit lighter right. and a little bit more fun. But you want it to be reflected in the cover and even before you realize why are you grabbing that one and not something else? Tani Bayer is art director at Koren. In front of you is this new Haggadah that's actually going to be coming out very soon. Right? We're going to be spending some time talking about it. This is the one that Jordan B. Gorfinkel uh, and what's the name? Erez Tzadok are in charge of. Now this, because it's a fun Haggadah, and would that be an appropriate <laughs> way of putting it? A fun Haggadah, I think, right? I think it has. it's very engaging and it's a lot of fun, but it also has a lot of serious content, which is what's amazing about it. So when you went ahead and, and started thinking about this cover, both fun and engaging were two major factors in it. Definitely, but in this case, Erez Sadok and Gorf, as we like to refer to right. them, as um, weighed in heavily. This was their baby, and we wanted it to reflect everything that was going on inside, 
you know, from from the Hebrew text right. to the comics, everything. And actually makes sense. They, they being illustrators, they're they're going to have a big say in what's going exactly. on with the, with the main illustration, which is the cover, which wraps around to the back cover. Right. Then you have the story of beginnings, creation, Bracid by Jonathan Grossman. I am assuming that this is a scholarly work. Exactly. Okay. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. But nonetheless, you put some of the and I I, I I'm gonna I was gonna say traditional. Um, creation photos on the cover, but uh, there's probably a better word that I'm really looking for. But, but but pictures that are associated with creation you put on the cover. Exactly. I think that even though this is a serious work and a, even somewhat academic, it has to look pretty. I want someone to grab it. Right. I want them to want it on their shelf. And I want them to open right. it up and take a look what's going on even inside. Even if there's not one photo in there. Well, the, the words are the beauty here. Right. No, I'm not criticizing. Right. I'm just saying. That that's another evidence that it's really a scholarly work. People aren't including photos. This is in it. actually part of a series that we have of a Magid Tanakh companions, right. which is part of our other series of them, uh, MST. And then you have one here that uh, concentrates on the work of Rabbi Soloveitchik. And in order to show how scholarly it is, you show the serious scholar, right? That's well, also a good method of showing how he speaks for himself. How scholarly he work speaks is. for himself. He, I mean, you have to put yeah, exactly. him on the cover. We combined it with with words. And his persona tells us, because when you see it, it basically tells us what the book, the the approach of the book. Exactly. And you'll notice that there is a nightingale on the back. Yeah. Because Soloveitchik means nightingale. Right. And so, because he was from, he was a levy. Right. And they sang in the Beit HaMikdash. Correct. And so we put a nightingale on all his books. You think of everything here, huh? I like to try. (laughs) Tani Bayer, art director at Cohen Publishers, thank you for spending this time with us. This is great. Thank you. Much appreciated. I learned a lot. I'll say that much. Uh, Are we going to another guest?